Hello. I'm Phil. And I'm Sarah. And together, we are the three amigos. <laughs> Who's the third amigo? Harvey? Martin Short. Harvey. Yeah, Harvey. Cool. No, I was doing that intro. Uh, have you seen the three amigos with uh, Chevy Chase, uh, Steve Martin, and Martin Short? Okay. But they go, I'm, uh, I can't remember their names, something, something, and something, and we are the three amigos. And they do this weird, like, salute thing. <laughs> and what are the three amigos actually? Like, what is their, what, what is their job? They're like they're, stage, like... they're actors. And they get hired by a, a town to, to go, what they think is go act in a, like, a live show thing but it's actually a live a town that mistake mistook them for actual gunslingers and so they get there and they think they're going to be in a movie and they're actually there to fight like real bandits it's what my dad raised me up on Wayne's World Three Amigos Jesus Christ Superstar Fiddler on the Roof that sounds like that story you described sounds like the story of Rango, which is a cartoon. Mm. And Rango, the cartoon, is voiced by Johnny Depp. Yeah, Jonathan Depp. And he's a chameleon lizard who's an actor who, in a series of unfortunate events, gets thrown into conflict. So he is this little lizard that lives in a 10 gallon glass atrium and he's the star of the show mm -hmm. he has his little yellow plastic fishy and a barbie <laughs> doll with no head who's like the girl and all the, he so he's an actor so he has all these inanimate objects who are the actors in his play and he gets to control everything and he he's like a student of acting so he's like talking to these plastic things in his atrium Atrium? Aquarium? And I guess his little kid owner guy, like they're driving in the car and he's, they get in this car accident. The kid's holding the aquarium on his lap and the car wrecks and the glass shatters. And all of a sudden, all of the philosophies that Rango has been talking about become real. Mm. And he has to live them. He has to move from knowledge to wisdom. Do you know the difference between knowledge and wisdom, Philip? I'd say that knowledge is, or wisdom is knowledge lived. Yes, good answer. Thank you. That was quite concise. Yeah, so I love that movie. It cracks me up. Pepper used to watch it. So Pepper is now 13, but when she was like two years old, she would watch it. Mm -hmm. And she just thought it was so hilarious. It was like she could understand the philosophical underpinnings even when she was a tiny person. And she just found the irony hilarious. <laughs> mm, irony. Mm, irony. Speaking of irony. Okay. Everyone, when you, as you grow... You learn to have healthy boundaries. What's ironic about that? That 
to be truly healthy, I think um, you live a life where your boundaries are just known. You don't have to like they're they're uh, like for instance, people. I don't have to tell people not to do certain things. They just don't do them. Think of one. Um, I don't know. People don't really call me names. Mm, mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Or they don't really talk talk shit to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I just put out a a vibe that's like I'm not interested in that. That's what I mean. It's like. I think I've gotten to a point where I put out the vibes that indicate what people call boundaries. Yeah, like I know I don't get hit on. Right, unless you want to be. Yeah, but it used to be that I would get hit on and I would feel really uncomfortable and um but I would I would smile and be nice anyway even mm-hmm. though I didn't really like it. But now, like, someone's got to be really sure of themselves if they're going to come and hit on me. Yeah, Either or just oblivious. Or, right. But it's very rare. I mean, not when I say sure of themselves, I don't mean, like, um, necessarily, like, uh, sure of themselves as, like, I'm awesome, but sure that they really want to talk to me. Yeah, they have to be deliberate in yeah. their intent in there yeah but I don't have oh my gosh are you tired I'm so tired I I I think I fell asleep while you were talking about five minutes ago wow thanks a lot (laughs) Sarah (laughs) Um, but yeah like it's irony the irony is that you don't really need boundaries I don't think like at least not I don't go around creating them. I think if I have one, it's just known because of how I am. Yeah. So it's like it's it's kind of like personal space, right? Mm-hmm. Like most people have a personal space that they project. They don't have to tell you. Like you can feel it. You can feel when you're moving, when you're a little close. Like sometimes. Especially with dudes, like you'll you'll kind of like <coughs> get maybe a little close and then you'll feel the it's like a boundary. <laughs> like almost there's almost like a physical thing where it's like, oh, it's it's not comfortable. So you kind of figure it out. So they send like the 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 freak out frequency, like ah, I'm uncomfortable with you right yeah. there. It's like this high pitched like ee- yeah, and in Alcoholics Anonymous, I, I don't think they really talk about boundaries. Mm-mm. So it's interesting that that is such a dominant thing in, like you, you called it a paradigm earlier. Mm-hmm. In the paradigm that most people live in, it's like, okay, I got to establish these boundaries. Like I bet if I talk to my dad and my mom and my stepmom, Especially my dad and my stepmom, I'm sure they teach people how to use boundaries because they're both like LCSWs, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's probably part of the curriculum for any social work type of thing. <coughs> probably in the CPPS training, there's something on boundaries and healthy boundaries with clients and shit like that. Once again, at work, like, there's no, there's no weird thing. Like, I just, I'm talking about, like, with the opposite sex. Like, there's no, I don't need to make this declaration. It's just, I don't, I don't engage in that. So the boundary is just the fact that I don't engage in it. And you've talked about something similar at your work. Like, you just don't. It's just not a thing that you're going to do. So you don't have to talk about it. You just don't do it. So it's, it's interesting because, once again, I find myself in the minority, at least in my mind, of, the, of a belief. Like, because I never really put it that way. But then you, you said something about someone talking about boundaries. And I was like, yeah, that's going to... And then I thought about it, and this was probably a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't have them either. But it's not like, you know, sometimes you'll hear someone, they're like, that person has no boundaries, mm-hmm. right? And that's different than what I'm talking about. Like, my boundaries are just, they're just there because they exist, not because I make a declaration which I find interesting to talk about this because I haven't really talked about it too much. Is there an area in your life where you feel like you still need boundaries? I think there's times where I need to make... Well, there are times that I make declarations about certain things like, don't... I'm not going to give you what you're looking for. Like, sometimes people in conversations, they'll try to extract things or through text messaging and if I don't respond fast enough they'll text again trying mm-hmm. to get information and so a couple times in the, re- the recent past I've been like listen you know just listen because you want something mm-hmm. and, and on your time doesn't mean that I'm, re- I'm going to give it to, to you <clears throat> maybe not at all but definitely not on your time you're asking me for something so I've made I've done that a couple times so I don't know if you'd call that a boundary but it's definitely like a, hey you're overstepping right mm-hmm. and how is that received um, I've done it twice I think in the past maybe a year that I can think of right now and they're both received well at least verbally like Oh, thank you for being honest or whatever. Um, I find that I have an ability to tell people things that other people won't tell them. And not like a dick, like I'm I'm not the guy going around saying, like, without a filter. I'm the guy that, like, I'll notice something and then if if you... If it infringes on me, then I'll let you know. Like, I'll let you do whatever you want, wherever you're doing it. But sometimes it'll, it'll, maybe that's a boundary, right? Or like, it'll cross something where I'm like, whoa, dude. Back the fuck up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Have you ever heard this idea that the only people that you need boundaries with are the people who won't understand your boundaries? Hmm. No. I don't think I've ever heard that. So you set up a boundary with someone who is um, doing something that you find harmful to you, intolerable in some way. And so you set up a boundary and then you tell them about it. But because you needed to state the boundary mm -hmm. in the first place, it means that they don't really understand what they're doing that's, that's disturbing to you. Well, that's ironic. I know. There's so, some irony. I know. So uh. I, I recently had the experience of being told what somebody's boundaries were and not, not understanding how to adhere to them. And so mm -hmm. I offended this person by not respecting their boundaries. But their, the list of the boundaries was quite long, and I didn't understand it. So the boundaries kept getting stated to me. Mm. And I kept fucking up. And so, and, and I've had this experience. Have you ever been, like, cut out of somebody's life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's happened to me, too. I can think of two right now. For me or for you? For me. Yeah, me too. Um, and Three. so what I said to this person was, I believe that we're doing different things. And I believe that you would like to have, you would like to be in relationship to people on your terms. And you want to set up boundaries so that you don't get disappointed or hurt or disregarded. And that's not really what I want to do. It's like telling somebody, I want a microwave for Christmas. And they say, okay. And they go out and buy you a microwave. And then they wrap it up and they give it to you and you open it on Christmas. And there's nothing really very interesting about that. So I don't want to be told, this is how you relate to me. And then I say, okay. And then I do it. I want to be affected by the people I'm in relationship with even to the extent that I'm scared, hurt, disappointed, betrayed. I can always decide if it's still worth it. Like, okay, so here's what's going on with this person. Do I still want to be close to them? Hmm. And sometimes I don't anymore. And sometimes... Even then, it's not about setting up a big, this big boundary, like, hey, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. You just let them go. And they will, for the most part. Hmm. Checks out. I did, I did have a boundary with my dad when I was early in sobriety that I wasn't gonna talk to him in these big long lecture kind of conversations mm. where what he said to me started with you, you statements. And I felt like he was trying to tell me what I am. And it felt very attacky. But still, it wasn't that I said, maybe I said it to him once, but he didn't understand, really. I mean, that's just what he was, how he was accustomed to communicating with me.
So the day came when I had to ask him to leave my house. But it wasn't, these are my boundaries and you're not respecting my boundaries. It was just, I know that I don't want to be in this kind of conversation. It hurts me. And so I'm done. So I believe that if I know myself well, then I don't need boundaries. Now, all that being said, I didn't always know myself very well. And I didn't always know how to navigate things. So I do think there's a time and like a a phase of development for boundaries where they are very useful. And I think there's also comes a time when you let those things go. They're kind of like training wheels. They're kind of like emotional training wheels. And you don't want to be the kid who's like 10 years old still riding his bike with his fucking training wheels. You have some good analogies this evening, don't you? (laughs) It's because I'm tired. The microwave and the training wheels. (laughs) Because Uh. I'm in that realm of half awake, half asleep, so I'm thinking weird thoughts. Yeah. Emotional Uh training wheels. Emotional training wheels. Nobody who is an adult or fancies themselves to be one (laughs) wants to be told that they need training wheels. Of any sort. But they do. Because if you're new at something, then you need a floaty, maybe. Yeah, floaties. (laughs) Definitely floaties. Emotional floaties. That's like what a sponsor does. They're your emotional floaty? Well, they give you emotional floaties. Right, yeah. And then they're like swimming. They're like doggly, doggly. They're treading water. Yes, they're treading while you've got your, your floaties on. And then they're like, hey, you're ready to remove one of those floaties. And then you remove it. You can't remove just one floaty. You'll float crookedly. Yeah, well, doesn't that how it feels? Maybe sometimes? they take. Maybe you take off the floaties, and you, then you get a swimming noodle. Or you get you have the inner tube, like the little tube around your waist, and the arm floaties. So you take the. Oh, two I thought arm that's what floaties. we started with. I thought we started with the arm floaties, but well, you're saying you have both. Yeah, you got the the tube around your waist. Okay. And when you do, most people, you do a four step. You take off one of the fist step. Do a fist step, you take off one of the floaties, because now you can, like, you know, see your side or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, boundaries is an interesting interesting topic to think about. Yeah, but, you know. You know. You know, this is just a short and sweet conversation. Well, here's one thing I've been noticing lately, because you talked about the analogies. And um, I've noticed that if you can come up with a good, simple, concrete analogy, it's way more effective in communicating what you're trying to communicate than saying a whole fuck ton of words about it. If you can come up with even the tiniest of stories. You'd think I'd know this by now, but I just recently learned it. So I've been looking for ways that I can tell tiny stories to illustrate very large abstract concepts. Tiny storyteller. Yeah, remember when I was going to write the little book? How there's like the AA big book and I was going to make the little book? (laughs) Somebody else told me recently, hey, you should just make a little book. And I was like, I didn't yawn. I was like, wow, that's the second time this idea has presented itself to me. 
Third time, maybe you'll do something. So maybe, actually, I was thinking today, you know, yesterday, about how my, one of my old trainers said to me, people have to be invited seven times before they say yes, on average. So I was actually thinking, all right, seven times. That means whatever I try to do, I got to try to do it six more times at least before it'll happen. Hmm. So maybe the, the little book will come out in four more times of me talking about it. Four more times, yellow book coming at you. Next week we have Harvey the Bus. And we're going to bring some guests. We're going to talk to some shit starters. We got boom mics. We got couch cushions. We got red Uh uh shaggy carpet. We got an eight ball stick shifter. We fixed the hoses for the stuff that Uh flows into the engine that I don't know what it means or what it is. Coolant. And Harvey is really coming to life. He's happy, man. He's running like a champ. And uh, we'll be doing our next podcast, number 100. This is 99, which is cool. 100 will be next week. Uh, and that's when the Shit Starter series starts mm-hmm. in yeah, Harvey the Bus. Harvey the Bus. And our show will be April 24th. 24th. It'll be in, oh, yeah, that's a cool new development. It'll be in the in First the- Baptist Church. 777 South, 1300 East. If you know anything about the Own It show, you know that it used to be at 666 South State Street. So chew on that. Now it's at 777 South, 13th East. This means we're just moving on up. (laughs) Yeah, and on that note, we'll see you later. Good night.